the Construction Employers Podcast, your connection to what's happening in the Northeast Ohio construction industry. Brought to you by the Construction Employers Association. Hello and welcome to the first 2023 episode of the Construction Employers Podcast. I'm Tim Linville, the CEO of Construction Employers Association. Joined with me today by uh, three of my, co- four of my colleagues, I should say. Glenn Shumate, Executive Vice President, Kent Kreitzer, our Safety Director, and Keith Lashinger, the Director of Workforce Programs and Executive Director of Cleveland Builds, as well as our Communications Team Lead, Myra Rosario. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hello, hello. Good, uh, thanks. Good, good, good. Uh, so we're recording this on January 5th, and I thought um, we would do a recap of 2022 just to get a comprehensive scope of what was important for 2022 and what we're looking forward to for this coming calendar year. Um, we published an annual report. I think most members should have gotten it by now, but in case you're not a member or haven't seen it, uh, we had four strategic plan initiatives that we worked on this year, in addition to what we always do, but four strategic planning initiatives uh, were culture, create a culture of care, and uh, that is creating an environment of giving back, donating our time, money, and, and our industry's talents and concerns to causes that benefit the community. Uh, the second one was to advocate for union construction. The third one was to uh, increase our effectiveness at workforce development efforts. And then the fourth one was to grow CEA and the industry. So uh, we'll proceed through the podcast with those four categories of, of topics and there's a lot to discuss on each, but uh, starting with creating a culture of care, one thing that, that I thought was really cool for 2022 that we did and we'd never done before was the Habitat for Humanity project um, in the, I think it was Buckeye neighborhood, yes. um, that is an up-and-coming neighborhood that uh, I think is a very, got a very exciting future with all the development and um, rehabilitation going on in that neighborhood. We um, constructed an all-union-built union-managed house for for the residents that are going to live there. And it's basically almost done. I think I'm waiting to hear from Tony DiGeronimo and Tom Fitzgerald that the uh, flooring and doors and hardware are installed. But other than that, I think it's done. Um, Total of uh, roughly $210,000 donated and 63 sponsors uh, with financial contributions or or, uh, material or uh, labor in-kind donations. So can I make a comment Go ahead. about the Habitat House? Um, so I'm Myra Rosario. I was uh, blessed to do the video Adjust your mic. Yeah. Um, production for that. And uh, in one of our interviews, uh, they said that that was the most sturdy Habitat House they've ever had because it was built by Union Construction. And because if you think about Habitat Homes, they're really volunteers that never really even probably, or sometimes don't pick up a hammer, not probably a lot of OSHA violations, right? Kent, like, <laughs> so not. right. So they said this was the sturdiest, fastest, easygoing Good. project that they've ever done. I was so proud um, to have been a part of it, but this habitat house, I think, and it being built by union construction is a model for like what we could possibly do. And I believe that at the end of the month, at the end of January will be the the home reveal for some beautiful family. It's going to be awesome. Great. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. And by the way, this is the first time we're recording the podcast on a video format. So I'm not sure if we're going to use that, but 
Just so everybody knows, Myra's had a lot of TV on camera experience. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anybody else has. And radio. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't mind energy. You brought the energy just now. Thanks. <laughs> raising well, raising the bar. Yeah, you know, I was going to comment that one of the two years ago we embarked upon, as Tim said, a strategic plan. And part of that discussion was around let's highlight the good work that our members, the construction industry, really does beyond just building homes or building projects for owners, right? But there's a good amount of every, a lot of companies contributing volunteer time, volunteer money to make Cleveland a better place. And so the discussion that our strategic plan really is around, how do we bundle that? How do we showcase that? Right. And so the culture of care consideration is really an outgrowth of that discussion. And then Habitat Project is just one of the elements, I think, under that culture of care that really does show individual companies, business owners, individuals who really do care about Cleveland. And that really is the beauty of culture of care. And the Habitat House is one example of, you know, uh, something visible, something tangible, but something also very important to a family, a community, um, that we were able to showcase and contribute to. So I think that's something certainly as an organization and as a member of an organization to be very proud of um, what our members have contributed and what they do within Greater Cleveland. No doubt. they give, Not only did they give the resources and the time, I mean, it was just, it's an amazing example of what can be done, you know, together. So it's, it's incredible. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another element of our cultural care initiative that we've never done before and started in 2022 is our charitable giving initiative. We, um, we have a rainy day fund that is there to protect us in case of another pandemic or some kind of other industry downturn in our sources of funding as an association. And rather than just let those funds pile up, um, the board decided this year to start um, giving away um, some of those funds to good causes uh, in the, in the community. So this year we gave given away almost a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, those were those gifts were given to Cleveland Central Catholic's construction tech program. They started uh, an organization called DNA Rising that built a veterans home or re- rehabilitated a veterans home. Um, the Boy Scouts they have a merit badging program that they are trying to initiate a much more robust offering of which. Uh, at least ten or twelve of those merit badges are related to the building trade, so in alliance with our our industry's needs and desires as well. And the Guinea Elite Sports Program, they have a youth mentoring uh, program based around sports teams that, that uh, Ted Ginn Sr. and Jr. both are involved with. Uh, Stella Maris, which is uh, our last episode of the podcast, Daniel Lettenberger-Klein uh, was, the direct, um, was here, and that's an addiction and recovery center. May Dugan Center is the same type of entity. I think they serve the same kind of need for the community. And then Joseph's Home, which uh, provides temporary housing and support for homeless men. So those were our, um, the um, awardees of grants that we gave this year. And we also have 10% of that um, grant amount of $100,000 that's set aside for construction families that find themselves in a point of crisis, like when um, a father or mother on the job site gets severely injured or even off the job site gets severely injured and the families at a point of crisis. So... Uh, several awards were given, unfortunately, to families in that situation. Excuse me. So, Tim, are you saying that this is, for 2022, this is the first time CEAs gave this level of charitable giving? 
the first time we've had that level of, of giving. We've given that amount away before, but not mm. with respect to like planning it out, saying why we're giving it, what we want to target with it, mm. kinds of causes we want to target with it. And we had a committee of people, um, primarily from the board, that got together and decided who to uh, give to. A great impact. It, it definitely impacted a lot of different communities. So that's incredible. It was definitely a, a nice thing to be able to do. I mean, I always say in my own role here at CEA and even prior to CEA as an attorney, um, usually people don't want to call me because uh, if it's, if they're calling their attorney, if they're calling someone to help them with a uh, uh, on the job dispute, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad reason that they have to call me. So Doing things like the Habitat Project, all the charitable giving, Cleveland Builds, ACE, uh, the Excellence Awards, Craftsmanship Awards, and um, and so forth are have been just a nice addition to what CEA does and what I get to do personally on an uh, annual basis. And advocating union construction because it's been a way, like with Stella Morris, I learned that a lot of the construction owners, they drop off their workers at Stella Morris and that how these owners stay with the person through the process, the recovery process. So everything that actually came back and tied back into advocating what you do here. So it was very well thought out and you can see it. Yeah. It was a great board initiative then. Yes. Glad it started. Um, Also under the culture of care, um, we uh, continued to ramp up our diversity efforts um, primarily through the contractors assistance association organization that Glenn, you're the executive director of, and um, on our annual report, the printed version, we have several of the partnership organizations that CAA and CEA have coordinated with. Glenn, do you want to touch on some of this information? Sure. Um, CAA has been around for about 14, 15 years now, and I think has had a pretty good growth spurt in 2022 uh, relative to new companies who decided to join to engage around diversity, inclusion, and construction. Um, so it was very nice to see that, have that happen. Uh, historically, um, you know, if you go back to CA's history or legacy 14, 15 years ago, there were two diverse companies who were members of CEA. Uh, today, there are probably 34, 35 who are members of CEA. Um, and so what CAA provides, I think, is a network, a place, a forum for diverse contractors and or majority contractors who have an interest in supporting inclusion to have discussion, to further relationships, to develop business partnerships. Um, so it's been a, it's been a, you know, impactful, successful program. A number of the CAA contractors have had major awards, part of major projects that happen in greater Cleveland. Um, and, and we don't, as CEA don't necessarily own or take responsibility for that, but we certainly help facilitate a lot of that opportunity from relationship building, capacity building, you know, introductions, networking, you know, uh, mentoring. Um, and so something to be very proud of, I think, from our association and our industry of uh, seeing the growth of diverse businesses who are having success in Cleveland and who are growing and contributing to the economic opportunities here in greater Cleveland, you know, relative to construction, relative to workforce and relative to, you know, the building of pride um, in Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Two, he went from two members to 34 diverse 
members. That's what I heard. Yes. Yes. Correct. That's incredible. Correct. I mean, and I, I, being a part of CEA this last year, really do see the contribution of the networking, the relationships, the opening of big projects. And we're talking about big projects here, right. like Sharon Williams, like, mm-hmm. like, um, APAX. Yeah. I mean, there are some big projects. Yeah. Pretty much every, you know, in our membership globally for CEA, you know, when we, somewhat have a tagline and we build Cleveland, right? And it's because it's our members who are doing the major work and having diverse companies that also now are contributing greatly to the, the building of Cleveland is something that we all can be proud of. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Owners, community, public officials, members, and certainly staff uh, to see that level of growth and development of companies that, you know, we could name several that didn't exist 15 years ago that are now major contributors to our community, to our industry. And, um, you know, again, something that, that, you know, we can be proud of helping to foster relationships, helping to develop, helping them to think through, um, you know, growth for their businesses and their companies. We don't award any contracts. It's not what we do. We don't have access to that, but we can help facilitate and position um, and, and mentor, foster, you know, their growth and development. So again, something very pleased of, in addition to those, 34, 35 diverse companies, the fact that there's another 20 or 25 majority companies who are also part of this, right? So it's not just black and brown or an Asian, if you will, but it's also a combination of greater Cleveland coming together. So the the members bringing or being more conscious of diversity as a part of their strategic plans. And in a a willing way, as well as projects sometimes require it. And so in, in some respect, I like to say that CAA members are solutions to a need yes. uh, mm-hmm. that they're helping to facilitate public interest and private interest of owners and developers and the ability, our ability to showcase and highlight and expose the membership group uh, in a ready, willing and able way yeah. to those owners is really what we're trying to do. Yeah. yeah and that, you know, dovetails nicely. Um, one of the initiatives that CAA has always been about is, is workforce diversity. And that dovetails nicely with another thing that Glenn, you're involved with, which is ACE mentor program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see on our annual report, 98 professional volunteers, 13 high schools in greater Cleveland. Uh, what were your highlights from ACE from 2022? Yeah. I mean, CAA, CEA has been a major supporter of, of ACE for the last 10, 12 years. And, from making endowments uh, to providing staff support and other resources and other connections to contractors. Um, We view it as something that's very important to our workforce role and effort and, um, you know, maybe take pride or in being affiliated and being a a major supporter. So relative to 22 ACE, um, you know, we won our third national award for student scholarships uh, we had a, a teacher uh, from John Hay, Sarah Dalrymple, who was selected as a exemplary teacher of the year on a national basis. Um, we were able to d- you know, dig deeper into providing closer connections to trades and that exposure, that experience, as well as, I think, you know, continually to, to, to refine. And we're seeing, on average, 10 or so students who participated in high school now graduate from college and enter the professional workplace as an engineering architecture and construction. And so many of those are staying local, you know, some go away in other places and take jobs in Chicago or Louisville or Cincinnati. But many of those students 
have matriculated into Cleveland companies, both in architecture, engineering, and construction. So seeing their growth and development uh, was another, you know, rewarding kind of experience of seeing that. And, you know, that that, that culmination has come together. Um, ACE is one of seven, ACE Cleveland is one of 77 affiliates. And, you know, we're probably in the top, easily in the top 10, certain categories, probably top five in terms of our impact and success. And, Hearing national say that, having other affiliates from around the country ask about how we're achieving some of the things we're doing is another testament to ACE's ability with support of, you know, a hundred different organizations of which CEA is one of the major contributors and supporters of is, is been nice. Yeah. What I notice about ACE is um, the people that are part of it are very, very passionate about it. They're very, very passionate about it, and it really does make an impact with the chil- the kids. I've, I've, it's been, it is a model for Cle- uh, Cleveland is a model for the nation. So yeah, it's really cool. So, hundred thousand dollars given away in college scholarships last year, uh, total since two thousand ten of over one point four million dollars in scholarships, with uh, forty nine of those ACE graduates in college uh, attending college. Um, it says here there was a new summer experience. Last sure. year, what was what was that about? Yeah, actually, second year for a summer experience. It's a it's a deeper dive for graduating seniors and maybe college freshmen to really immerse themselves in further in architecture, construction, engineering, working on a project uh, to summer, um, but also a career development piece, right? Where they're actually getting readiness for interviewing and job site etiquette and taking a Dale Carnegie course, which helps them to present themselves and develop relationships. And then the other day they spend uh, shadowing two different employers in their area of interest. So two different architects or two different engineers, and they spend 24 hours, 18 hours actually with, with two different companies. And so it does prepare them right for the industry. Many have not ever worked in a professional setting office environment. Sure. So this gives them that first taste of what, how to, you know, prepare themselves, how to show up for work every day and how to be professional. And, you know, some students at the end of that are now able to on their own, you know, get internships and have that opportunity for their next steps in their, in their career. So again, uh, that summer experience has been a a nice addition uh, to flushing out post high school, um, that career path exposure for students. So again, very meaningful, um, you know, kind of program with a lot of support from the industry, from foundations, from MICOM and uh, Cleveland Foundation and others who are really contributing dollars. But again, the volunteerism mm-hmm. um, is a very important part and it tied all back to our industry. People love to engage with ACE. Yes. It's just a real feel good. And, and if you talk about the hundred volunteers, who are mentors and another 25 that are board members. I mean, when you really talk about their collective financial impact, if you were to add that up, right. I mean, mentors are spending 20 hours a year, hundred mentors, you know, that we're estimating this about a $2 million plus contribution of volunteer time, Hmm. you know, plus financial contributions from the industry, from CEA, from foundations that are really able to advance and support and identify um, young people to come into our industry. So it's a, it's a, it's a great program I'm proud to be affiliated with. And I think CEA, um, you know, shares in that excitement to be able to support it. Absolutely. Um, speaking of 
mentorship and, and young people um, leads us into Cleveland Builds. Keith, uh, what was your highlight from 2022 or maybe a few of them? Yeah, it's it's tough to to pinpoint just one thing that was a, a highlight of the year. Um, but something that's top of mind for me right right now to expand upon what's already on the, the annual report there. But um, I think we really legitimized our, ourselves during 2022 and we established some really strong credibility and that showed up in in the form of some major financial awards toward toward the end of the year mm-hmm. and even creeping a little bit into uh, to the, the 2023 here. Uh, but we uh, we received funding from uh, from the county uh, through Ohio Means Jobs, Cuyahoga County, and and the city uh, entered into a three year contract with with them and uh, financial support and and strong partnership. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just learned on on Tuesday uh, about something that we applied for a few months ago that uh, we received funding uh, for something called an industry sector partnership grant, um, and that's an eighteen month grant and. Tim, you know that uh, it's the second time we've we've received that grant. Uh, the first time was when we were just an idea, right? Um, and we clearly delivered on uh, on our our promises uh, from from the first time we applied. And uh, they just recently decided to uh, to give us more funding. So I'm really excited to to have an opportunity to really build on a strong foundation that's been built uh, since, as you know, Tim, before I was in, in this seat, um, you know, right as the pandemic started, uh, through 2022 and, and into 2023, uh, we've placed 50, uh, mostly young people in, uh, in, in industry in in 11 different trades. And, um, you know, I, I know we'll have an opportunity later to talk about some of the success stories and to personalize it a little bit, but, you know, I, I really view our, our work as, Certainly, being industry focused and industry led, but but really changing lives, right. uh, you know, of, of the participants for them to to land in well paying, really fulfilling jobs that are, are going to be careers um, that that will sustain them and and their families hopefully for decades to come. Absolutely. Since since we did our Cleveland Builds episode, um, I think it was three or four episodes ago, with you and Al- Alfred Fenderson, AC. Um, since then we put together this annual report and part of doing that, we tried to calculate what kind of economic impact within one year, like the 12 month economic impact from people that got jobs through Cleveland builds. And, you know, within one year, 12 months of people working with these new jobs, they've gotten, it's over a million dollars of economic impact. And if they keep their jobs, it's a million dollars a year and increasing in their scales of apprenticeship. And so, goes up and up and it's kind of spiral snowball, I should yeah. say from, from there. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- this will be a repeat for people who actually listened to, to that episode, but uh, one of my favorite stories is a, a young guy who had worked for five years at Foot Locker working in, in retail, really sharp young guy. And, and when AC and I first met him, we, we felt strongly about him. Well, he, um, thank you, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> nonverbal cues being given. <laughs> he, uh, he, he's now working, uh, gosh, as a cement mason, I believe. And, uh, you know, he, he's got a $13 pay raise instantly. And, you know, as he, he advances, you know, he, he's a type of guy that I could see, you know, becoming a, a foreman and, and really starting to earn pretty high, high wages and, 
make a fantastic career for him, himself. So, um, that's the, that's the kind of personalization that, uh, and, and the impact that, um, you know, Tim, when you conceived of, of this program, I'm, I'm sure you were envisioning and, um, you know, it's, it's what gets me out of bed in, in the morning is, is that opportunity to, uh, really to, to change lives. And, and then those folks, the, the fulfillment really comes from the opportunity to, to build, Cleveland, right. like Glenn said b- before, and and work on projects that are going to stand the test of time, and you know they're going to bore their 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 you know wives and significant others and and kids with stories about you know I I built that way back when right and uh, uh, having never worked in a profession like that before myself, I just find that to be an incredible thing. Yeah, probably the most incredible thing about this industry. Yeah, life you know, life size trophies all over town. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um so we had a big change with with AC recently. We did. He, um he just started a new um I think complement to what he does for Cleveland Bills, but can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yes. So um we saw an opportunity for us to deepen our impact within the Cleveland Metropolitan School District and uh, John Nesta had been serving as the curriculum specialist over at Max Hayes High School for, I think, pretty close to a, a decade. And John is is probably getting ready to head down to the beach right now on on Florida as a or out to the golf course uh, as a retired guy. But uh, he built a really solid foundation on which AC can can build. So. AC, and we should mention it is as we're uh, filming this and recording this, it is AC's birthday. So happy birthday, AC. <laughs> uh, but he uh, he's going to be working as the curriculum sp- construction curriculum specialist over, over at Max Hayes. Spent about half his time o- over there and uh, really roll up his sleeves and, and work with Mr. Mulgrew. And Mr. McDowell over at, at Max Hayes, and really all of the the CTE instructors over there. Um, I personally felt like it was an ideal opportunity because AC just connects with young people so well, right. and um, I I think he sees potential in in people that you know I may not always see, and and others may not always see, and so I think he's really going to pull out the best in the, the young people at Max Hayes. And we've already started to have some early conversations that I think Dave Wondolowski is, is really spearheading about the opportunity really to, to not only impact Max Hayes, but but really impact the entire district. And so I'm excited about the potential for this really to, to serve as, as something of a, a pilot. And, um, you know, I don't know exactly the direction it's going to go, but uh, but I am enthusiastic about it. I should mention AC will continue to lead our apprenticeship readiness program classes and uh, play a, a you know the primary role in, in placing folks and and you know kind of facilitating the process and mentoring people as they're they're beginning their apprenticeships. Yeah, if you need a need a job done, give it to the busy guy, huh? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so obviously, Max Hayes is part of CMSD, and Ace has. 11 different CMSD schools that they're in. How do, how does ACE and Cleveland builds work together? I think Glenn mentioned earlier that, that, you know, ACE kind of got more involved in, in construction and in the trades last year. And we really want to build on, on that. A good example was uh, ACE day over at uh, the Wolstein center at, at Cleveland state. 
I don't know when that was, late November, early December. I think December 8th. but December 8th, okay. Uh, early December. That was a great opportunity. You know, I think about a third of the, the folks who participated in engaging with the, the young people were from the construction industry and uh, AC and, and Cleveland Builds played some role in, in bringing those those individuals in to, to support that effort. And uh, we've had early conversations about putting together a, a, a spring trades day. It will be modeled after what some of the other cities have, have done throughout the, the ACE network. And, uh, you know, we may be slightly be behind in, in that regard right now, but I suspect we'll be top 10 or top five uh soon enough because i i know that our our industry will rally in in support of of that effort and it'll just be a great way to uh you know glenn and i talk all the time about you don't just want to show up and engage with high school students uh through you know a a middle-aged guy with a pot belly talking at you talking about me keith well (laughs) i i I patted my own belly as i i said it but uh you know if the shoe fits i guess uh Uh, but yeah, we, um, you know, Cleveland builds is, is very enthusiastic about, about that opportunity to get more involved working with, with ACE and, um, and putting together a, a trades day. We talked about, um, briefly talked about Cleveland central Catholic earlier and yeah. it's not directly involved with Cleveland builds or, or ACE, but that, that's another opportunity I think to, pilot a different approach. And I, I applaud Cleveland Central Catholic, the home of the Ironmen, uh, you know, good, good nickname for, for good our group. industry. It's a great mm-hmm. group. Um, yeah. Uh, Kent worked with, uh, with a group of graduating seniors last, last year. That was a good opportunity. And, and then now they're partnering with Tri-C uh, to, uh, to uh, I think about 12 of their, their seniors are going through, uh, uh, you know, pretty, um, a, a, a curriculum that's specialized to to their needs, and you know, I'd anticipate probably six to to eight of those young people will end up entering our our industry and hopefully building right. really solid careers. Yeah. So for the last, I mean, Ace Cleveland's been around fifteen years, and probably for the last four or five, we've desired to have a stronger connection and provide young people with career pathways into the trades. Uh, fledgling efforts, uh, not any disrespect to any of the volunteers who've been leading that or myself, but Cleveland Builds, I think, represents ACE's best opportunity to take the rich resources and relationships, knowledge that Cleveland Builds has and align it with ACE and the trade component. Um, ACE historically is focused on professional students who go to college mm-hmm. in an ACE or E career, uh, recognizing that Trade is a very important part of construction and or design and engineering. And so the ability to knowing that not every student's going to go to college, how do we better align the opportunity and present those opportunities to students from a trade career standpoint? So we can message that and we can bring in a speaker here or there. But I think Cleveland Builds really, which with richness, will allow ACE to have much more success um, national ACE has supported, uh, you know, our interest in supporting the trades and providing those trade opportunities. And again, it's, it's a nice partnership and a relationship that I think ACE and Cleveland builds will have started in 22, but really will have going forward. And I think we'll see tangible results. And we talk about being in 13 high schools already having some degree of relationships, being able to use that footprint in those schools 
to also expose students to construction trade careers Mm -hmm. is an easy, natural fit. The ability to take the sophistication, the excellence that Cleveland Builds has at its disposal and present that not just to the A students, but students in those schools um, globally. And so I think it's it's a give-take and a win-win for, again, our industry and what CEA really is seeking to help support and facilitate. And um, I think you're right, Keith, that the uh, trade day and apprenticeship readiness are only poised to grow in a much more impactful way. And, yeah. and I wanted to comment, and I thought about this earlier, Keith, is that you know, one of I in my mind, I say one of the rewards of being involved with young people or with small and diverse contractors is seeing growth and success. And uh, I think Keith used the term fulfill. It's mm-hmm. fulfilling, right? So fulfilling, rewarding. Yeah. I think us as staff, us as people who are involved, us as an association, CEA, but I think our industry also feels the fulfillment and rewards as do young people entering into Cleveland Builds, changing their career, changing their lives, you know, going to, from high school to college to a career. Very rewarding, very fulfilling um, all the way around for everybody. And I think, again, Myra, to your point, magnifies the impact that the construction industry really does have on greater Cleveland and on changing lives. Absolutely. That's and that's one of the things that um, you can get lost in the numbers and the statistics you see out there about especially workforce statistics where you see and public not to badmouth them, but public officials love to talk about how many, how many quote unquote jobs they created by funding a project in town. Well, it's only a new job if it's an additional investment versus what there was last year, because if it's the same investment then the same number of people are required to do those jobs this year that were required to do it last year. But when you see those numbers of so many jobs created, um, it doesn't really convey the importance of, of what that means um, because a job is not just a job. What we promote in construction are careers. And so in the union industry, what we're talking about is careers where you're shepherded through with a planned out labor and management governed apprenticeship process that gets you trained with the skills you need to stay on top of, of the industry's best practice and be the best you can be. And then you 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 have retirement and healthcare and and um, several different types of of benefits that go with you along the way, no matter where you're working. So then to see the impact through Ace and Cleveland Builds, uh, the the story that sticks out in my head is the family that uh, came through Cleveland Builds started with the younger brother, and then the older brother, then the father and mother, all have have connection to Cleveland Builds now and through the trades now and have just change their whole family's life. And that's, that gets lost in the stats a lot of times, but that's what we're talking about Absolutely. with these two organizations. So hopefully our communications team can help us amplify those stories, <laughs> right? That's right. Well, you know, I, there's something I want to add um, as a benefit to Cleveland builds that I've recognized as an outside scope of CEA, you know, um, Truly, Cleveland Builds is just, it is like a perfect storm in CEA because it benefits the members. I've heard uh, the members share with me that they're so happy to have Cleveland Builds because they vet the workers, you Mm -hmm. know, because AC does put them through a six-week process of like, 
okay, there's going to be math to this job. Do you know that? Like he introduces them to all the different trades, you know, whether it's welding or plumbing or electrical. Then he talks to them about the, the financial benefits. Then he puts them through, it's going to include math and you got to show up on time. So he holds them accountable to showing up to those classes on time. Uh, he, there's even a drug test, mm-hmm. a math test. And so I have heard from the members that have shared with me, like, I'm glad that the Cleveland Builds is doing that because then I know that when I get an apprentice from Cleveland Builds, that there's been some com- real conversation that is CEA <laughs> approved, you know, and, you know, so, yeah, so I just wanted to share that perspective because we're impacting people's lives, but also it's a really great uh, member benefit. Having a trusted ref- reference means right. the world. And that's what, exactly. that's what Cleveland Builds is designed to do. Yes. Um, yeah, they're they're very AC and Keith do a nice job putting together guest speakers that come in during these during the programming. Not only introduce them to math, but also introduce them to the culture of construction, especially in union construction in Northeast Ohio. And that speaks volumes and puts them ahead of the curve more than anything else. I think we do here is we prepare them for the culture they're about to walk into. Yeah, and I commend Keith and, and AC for doing a nice job. Yeah, somebody to call and ask them questions. How? What should I expect? What What does this mean when this happens on the job site? AC spent more than twenty years on the job site, so that's a great resource. And Keith, you get, you have plans to add a couple more resources like that. I think this coming year. Absolutely had had calls this morning to uh, to talk to. You know, I I think when we talk about building building on a solid foundation, the opportunity to we've been pretty internally focused over the first year plus because we're, we're building something new or creating something new. Uh, but now we have an opportunity really to, to look outward and, and, you know, we've, we've of course had great relationships with Spanish American committee, urban league, um, and, and several other entities, but now we have opportunities to, to build more partnerships and, and really become a part of the overall workforce development ecosystem um, and that's, you know, I, th- I think one of the great opportunities of, of this county funding that, that we received is we're really plugged into to that ecosystem now. So right. that's a really fantastic opportunity. I'm so glad, though, Kent, uh, to they, they made that pet point about the tradespeople coming in and, and speaking. It's easy to ask people to, to come in and do that. And they're coming in. You know, after working a, a, right. a full yeah. day, but they're coming in at, you know, five thirty, six o'clock in the, the evening. And we probably need to get a little bit better about, you know, tightening up for how long they, they speak. But right now we it's it's pretty free flow, you know. <laughs> and you know, there are some people we gotta boot them out of there after so a half hour. So willing to share. <laughs> so willing to share, right? Learn from my mistakes. But what it tells me is is that they're so proud of, of what they they've done. Uh, they do feel, you know, I know they use the word fulfilled a, a lot, but I think they do really feel fulfilled by it. And they also want to reach back and, you know, help help other people, you know, have the, the same opportunity that, that they they did, um, that they've experienced. Um, because, again, it changed their, their life and they, they want the same for, for others. And so that's one of my favorite things about the, the program is, is just listening to the, the stories of the tradespeople. Um, and we're really intentional about who we ask to do it. You know, we do want 
men, women uh, from diverse backgrounds, want different trades represented. Mm -hmm. We even want different levels of, of experience. We, we have folks who are still apprentices up to, you know, people who have been doing it for, for 30, 40 years. Um, and it, it's, it's great. And when the, yeah, the students give us feedback at the end of it, they tell us that that made an impact. Truly, truly sets the program apart. Yeah. And Kent, you've, you've volunteered to, to speak to the group as well. Yeah. I was going to say there ought to be a leading question here for Kent. Like how's Kent received uh, Keith when uh, he, he presents? <laughs> Kent is an awesome instructor. I mean, he, he really is. I get to witness that on pretty much a weekly basis when he's doing safety instruction. But when he comes in with our Cleveland builds students, he, uh, he talks to them about a, a culture of, of safety and about lifestyle style choices that that you really have to make in order to to build a career. And um, those aren't necessarily super sexy topics, but um, I'm not going to say Kent makes them sexy. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I, darn, I, darn I, it. I <laughs> hey, if you want me to, I will. But uh, he he makes it engaging, and uh, and the students respond really really well yeah, to him. Class is always willing and open, so it's, it makes it easy. And Ken has a lot of credibility as an instructor. I, I've just listened in in the hallway several times to the classes he's, he's given and, and to the Cleveland Builds folks, too. I remember one thing that stuck out to me uh, when he spoke to the Cleveland Builds folks was the uh, don't be the minute man. Yep. <laughs> don't be the guy that's showing up or the lady that's showing up last minute to a job site and expected to, to, to be called back for the next job that that employer's doing. Um, so Ken, sticking with you, um, one thing that you have spearheaded this last year has been the, uh, future safety executives. I know it's not new to 2022, but it was fairly new at the yeah. end of 2021 True. and True. kind of picked up some steam. What can you uh, tell us about that? So the group is growing, which is, which is great. And, and what's different about the future exec is this, it's not just localized to union construction in Northeast Ohio. It's union construction over the state of Ohio. And, uh, we have currently up to 40 members. Um, for all four major cities are participating. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's been a great networking opportunity for not just, it's not young age professionals, it's safety professionals who have less than 10 years safety experience in the construction industry. Right. The, the ages in the, in the backgrounds are all over. So the group meets once a month for the last year and a half. We try to tie in a educational piece to it. We've had an area director from Toledo come in and speak. We've had, uh, Del Carnegie come in and talk to the group. And then we just had, just hear them go through sharing experiences, right? And they understand they're not by themselves and they're not the only ones sharing the experience that they're actually. Uh, Safety people don't need to win friends, do they? <laughs> we always have friends. <laughs> We're usually top on the list. <laughs> I've been at uh, CEA for 13 years. And I received a record of five Christmas cards this year. So there you go. There you have it. Right? First on the list. No, I'll joking aside. Um, but it's been a great group and they're growing with each other, which is nice. And we are in a strange transition, just like the rest of the industries we work with and partner with, is that we have some senior folks cycling out uh, of our network and we need to build that, that younger group. Uh, the same type of networking and, and understand how to network uh, here in Northeast Ohio. And it's been, it's been quite a successful so far. So good. Let's knock on wood. Yeah. So your, your people come from your members of the committee come from all over the state, right? They do. 
They do. And it's all just hearsay. It's all word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of core members here at CEA who support this, this group and uh, it does help branch us out in the different areas of the state. Um, a lot of our members have maybe two or three people involved in the committee um, because of the benefit of it. So that kind of support here from Northeast Ohio and those members who uh, support the department and CEA just about through everything they do is a huge help yeah. to outreach the group and, and get folks involved. Right. Not just, not just on the, the uh, contractor side. Uh, like I said, we had an area director from Toledo, Todd Jensen. Um, he was part of the safety forum here in Cleveland as a, a worked for Cleveland OSHA. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was promoted to area director over in Toledo. So having that network here locally knows who we are, what we do. And now he's running an office over in Toledo is very helpful for a lot of our members and our, and our uh, union members who are working in both towns and both cities who, who uh, may have to run into or work with alongside OSHA at any point in time. So it's been a bit, it's been a benefit for sure for that group. Well, sticking with that point um, and and on the advocacy um, strategic initiative, our relationship with OSHA and the Ohio Department of Workers Bureau of Workers Compensation is super important to our contractors. It gives them uh, a lot of credibility with both organizations. Can you speak to the alliance that CEA has with OSHA? Yeah, sure. So the alliance was built from the start of the safety forum. So just give you a real quick idea. Uh, I know uh, Myra... Uh, when we first started, and she started <laughs> trying to understand what we do as safety, uh, how does all these groups have different names and are all the same people, right? But truly, right. truly, the safety forum is a uh, labor management committee mm-hmm. that was started about 13 years ago. The point of that committee was to help bridge the gap of safety communication from labor education to management practices. And it's been quite successful. It's been quite successful. And... Um, Early on, maybe two years into the into the forum, OSHA came in part, right? OSHA partnered up, Cleveland OSHA partnered up with the group. And stemming from that, around 2014, we put together an alliance, which is just a, an agreement with the Department of Labor that we're going to continue to share information with OSHA, continue to um, educate, develop programming for the union construction here in Northeast Ohio, and... Um, we, we started in 2014. We have to track numbers, submit reports. And last year, at the end of 2021, uh, the Department of Labor out of Chicago reached out and offered the ambassadorship um, sponsorship as an alliance and partner with OSHA, which means uh, the same goals apply. Mm-hmm. We just don't have to fill out that annual paperwork. And there's only five ambassadorships around the country and we're, wow. we're one of them. So more of like a permanent them. status, huh? Yeah. Permanent status. And that's, and that's not because of um, what we do here, but it's because our members support to allow us to do what we do here. Right. And um, their, their goals for our industry and keep their, keep those for their folks safe and go home at the end of the day. So it's definitely, it is, it's easy to put together when we have members that committed to the industry and the safety of their people. That's a great point. And it applies to everything that we're talking about and will ever talk about here is our success is, is our, is driven by our members involvement and engagement. Yeah. So um, if you're listening to this and, and you're a member of CEA or if you're considering becoming one, 
please do and engage. It's only as valuable as, as the time you put into it and the effort you put into it. Um, and that's one of the unique things about our safety effort is our, is our members' involvement in it and their direction of it. Absolutely. Safety Forum, the Construction Safety Council, which is a BWC program. Which is, yeah, and it, it's open back to in person in July, right? And they're also giving rebates back. But a little history about the Safety Council. It's over 20 years old, and it's one of the state of Ohio's oldest safety councils in the state. Again, that's our membership, mm-hmm. leading that drive and continuing that continuing that uh, ball rolling in the right direction. So it is greatly appreciated. Yeah. It's, it's an important benefit. 2% of your workers comp premiums could be given back to you. If you are part of the safety council. Um, also under advocacy, one of the, one of the great things that we get to do every year since I think 2019, we started, it was the building excellence and craftsmanship awards. And that uh, we had another very successful program this year. We had over hundred, over four hundred twenty people come, uh, tradespeople, contractors, public officials, union officials, and um, we were able to honor seventeen apprentices of the year, thirty-seven journey people who won craftsmanship awards, and then nine contractors who uh, whose projects won building excellence awards. And I love that event because it's uh, it's a way to tell the whole story in one night, the whole story of union construction in one night from the owner of the building that's getting built, that gets an excellent product and their contractor wins a building excellence award to the, the journey men and women who, whose skill and expertise make it all happen. And it is, uh, is, is the reason why these projects are, are so good to then how they get started in their careers with these apprentices that come in and, and put in the hard work and the extra effort to learn their craft. So, and all these organizations, the contractors, the associations, and the unions that make it all happen uh, get featured in one night. It is a very rewarding evening to see young people, the apprentices, connect with journey people. And so I remember one incident of a iron worker apprentice of the year. It was a six, six gentleman who I was able to connect with Mr. Jim Marigliata. Yeah. Right. Who's been a card carrying iron worker for 70 plus years. And for those two to have a chance to connect. Right. So your person just entering the industry with a person who's been doing this for 70 years and seeing their joy for one another and understanding of support of interest of advancement of the industry was 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 special. But the other thing that I think is important about that evening and special is it's a chance, I think, for spouses to see what their spouse does and right. to see the reward and the joy. And there's a, I mean, some of those individuals who are being recognized are fish out of water and you yeah. can kind of see mm-hmm. their discomfort with being on stage. And, but, but I think it's, they're humbled and appreciative, of not just their craftsmanship and their recognition, but being able to share that with their spouse yeah. and their coworkers, right. right. Collectively be it their boss, their project manager or, or others. And so, to see that, and that we've, we've talked about this a couple of times today, fulfillment, reward, you know, joy. Right. I mean, it, that night, Tim, to your point, it, it, it all comes together and you can really see and something for our industry to be really be proud of and support of what we're doing in terms of building Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we're uh, coming to the close of our episode, but one of the things that uh, we also got started during 2022 was a new uh, committee called the Human Resources Forum. 
And that's folks, you don't have to be called a human resources officer within your company. Sometimes our, our contractors are small offices that you have to wear multiple hats within. So, but if your responsibilities is as a professional contractor employee involve taking care of things that are human resources related, this is a group for you. It's a group of, uh, we already have, having started at mid-year, we already have 15 people coming to a, uh, every other month uh, for a meeting. It's just a roundtable primarily. It's not a uh, lecture where you're being lectured to. It's more of a sharing what we do, what do you do, what are the problems you're facing, that we have the same problems and how we've addressed those as an, as an industry. So I'm really excited about this this group and the professionals who have already been uh, joining that group and engaging with it. Um, another thing that we started this year was our, our communication strategy. And Myra, you're here for that reason. Uh, you and I met last Valentine's Day. <laughs> we had lunch and um, kicked it off at, and basically at that time. And then it took us a few months to get things going. But we've already had a lot of, uh, a lot of momentum developed around that communications effort to tell all these stories that we've been talking about today. Myra, what do you have to say about that? Well, I mean, it's it's absolutely been a pleasure to get to know CEA. You know, when you, you know, develop a new relationship with, um, you know, anyone, you get to know what they're really about. And, you know, I like to personally, I call CEA the Emerald City. Like it has its own little city news. You know, it has its internal communications and its external communications. And I've been a part of like, learning every department, every team leader from Keith and Cleveland Builds, from Kent to Safety. Yes, I know the difference now between forum and council. Yeah, and I've yeah. learned so much Very about good. OSHA, you know. So, yeah. I mean, uh, part of what you've tasked me to do, and of course, Glenn, the amazing work you're doing with ACE and diversity. I mean, this is 15 years of your contribution to CEA. I mean, CEA is a solid rock. I mean, it's 100 years of history. Um, I've met amazing members like Jim Margliata, like you were talking about, and why Jim Margliata is such an inspiration to a young person is because he's a self-made multimillionaire who just literally was just an iron worker climbing without a scalpel, totally breaking <laughs> every OSHA violation you can think of. <laughs> and now he's getting he's, off the rails here. Yeah, now he's leaving. In Jim, you know, in Jim's defense, there was no ocean when he was right. right. Oh, there was no ocean back then, man. But you know, here, here he is. He's a member of CEA who, um, through every new decade that's come to his life in business, he's had to adjust. And you know, Four City is, you know, they have their diversity initiatives. Turner has their diversity initiatives. So I get to learn all the ins and outs of all the different members, all the team as a communications liaison. And a um, big part of what I do and what sets me apart is being able to tell these stories on video. Right. And it's been, you know, just carrying the members through great. these videos and uh, going on site to these amazing projects. Like, like you're, you're right. These are like mini trophies. Yeah. Like the Cleveland Museum is a mini trophy. Uh, the Metro Health is a mini trophy. But all the men and women behind building all these great buildings, the hospitals, the, you know, the rock rocket mortgage. I mean, so it's, it's changed, um, between myself and the team that I represent, you know, Beth Rubin, all of 216, Don and the team, mm -hmm. we've all have a whole new perspective on the city in regards to what it takes to build the economic impact, the jobs that you create, 
um, and what a professional organization you are. And like, if you're not a member of CEA, like, first of all, just for the lunches, it's worth <laughs> it. Am I right? Okay. The, they have always great lunches. And um, it's just a lot of benefits, and you truly Thanks have a belly. personal relationship. <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so we've you know accomplished. Definitely check out the YouTube channel. You can see uh, we're releasing different uh, multiple videos weekly. Um, it's also part of the CEA member newsletter. So if you're not a part of the CEA member newsletter and you're a member, please reach out to be a part of that. And uh, we're releasing the good news weekly. So yeah, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you, Tim. You guys have been a great addition to the CEA team. Um, I always say we promote CEA, not by saying what we do. That's great. But by talking about what our members do, that's sure. great. Yeah. And we capture so the men and women our, on the projects, right? That's what our strategy is, is, is to promote our membership, our contractors, their employees, their, their people and what they're doing. And by doing so we make ourselves look good. So Really appreciate you being involved with us now and, and looking forward to an exciting 2023 cool. on that as well. One thing that we didn't talk about yet that was a, a great thing we did last year was induct four more people into our Hall of Fame. And I mentioned that I think maybe last episode or the one before that, two episodes ago with Tony Panzica. He was one of our four inductees and Guardian Award recipients. But uh, that's just another way to, it's kind of a capstone um, honor, highest honor we give to anyone um, for the, to a contractor for the dedication and, and uh, engagement they do with us. And to the point about, you know, it's our members that make this all happen. It's uh you know, this is the, the most gratitude we can express to uh, individuals who have done that over the years. Anything else, gentlemen or Myra that uh, you want to make sure we talk about? You know, the one context is the um, upcoming 2023 events that are, you know, that we also know about and really are great opportunities for our members to engage in a networking in a social way, in a celebratory way. Um, so the good news is we've already identified dates for many of our major events True. in 2023. And, um, you know, from a golf outing to Tim, the Building Excellence Awards we spoke about and it's, you know, buttoning it all up and putting it all together is August 17th. And, the Cleveland Builds Clay Shoot is uh, September 26th, and the 101st Clam Bake. Right. right. So yeah. th th we talked about the Hall of Fame uh, that we held uh, back in uh, October, uh, but that's been a time frame that's a 100-year tradition for CEA to really have a very nice, social, uh, elegant evening, right, mm -hmm. for, for our industry. And those dates are already established and certainly want to encourage members to uh, note those to participate in those and, you know, celebrate with us, um, or amongst ourselves as an association, I should say, uh, those opportunities that, that we've already identified for 2023 and obviously looking for engagement, also support and sponsorship, um, and, and, and celebration really of, uh, our industry and our members coming together. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for your time, gentlemen. Myra, thanks yes. for coming in. Yes, again, it's been a pleasure. I think that uh, 2023, I can't even get it out That's right. to say it, but we have to admit that 2023 is going to be an amazing year for CEA. So. All right. Yeah. We're excited. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. 
To find more information about the discussion in this or prior episodes, be sure to check the episode notes section in your podcast app. Get notified and automatically download the latest episode by subscribing to the Construction Employers Podcast in the iTunes Store or in Google Play. This podcast is brought to you by the Construction Employers Association. Find us on the web at www.ceacisp.org.